Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. This week's story is part two of Pearson and Penelope Welcome Pablo. As we always do, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's hymn was Abide With Me from the story Pearson and Penelope Welcome Pablo Part 1. The correct answer was sent in by siblings Caleb, Micah, Jude, Seth, and Grace of Concord, California. Let's hear it for the winners! Are you ready for this week's story? Here we go. Pearson and Penelope Welcome Pablo Part 2 Penelope stared at Pablo, who was still in Daddy Peters' arms. She felt anger well up inside of her because Pablo was kicking Daddy Peters' legs and hitting his head. She glared at him and nearly told him to stop it right now. But before she could yell out, Daddy Peters grabbed Pablo's hands with one of his own. Pablo, I am willing to put you down on the floor, but I will not put you down until you stop having your angry outburst. You must stop kicking me. You must stop hitting me. I can wait until you stop. Daddy Peters calmly but firmly told Pablo in no uncertain terms. At first, it didn't seem to affect Pablo. He kept right on flailing. But as Daddy Peters continued to stand his ground, Pablo seemed to be slowing his tantrum. Mama Peters and the others watched patiently as Pablo's hands and legs came to a rest. Okay, Pablo, you've calmed down. Would you like me to set you down now? Pablo muttered something under his breath. Pablo, I can't make that out. You need to speak up. I can't hear you. Now that you've calmed down, would you like me to put you down? Pablo nodded his head, then answered loudly, Yes! Penelope and Pearson were amazed. Pablo had actually obeyed. Daddy Peters placed Pablo on the floor, and Pablo looked at his backpack and grabbed it. He unzipped it and pulled out a dilapidated blanket. He sat down on the floor and began furiously chewing on a corner of his blanket. Pablo, we're going to be doing our schoolwork now, and I printed up a few coloring sheets for you. I want you to sit with us while we do our schoolwork, Mama Peters patiently coaxed. No! Pablo yelled. Pearson and Penelope's jaws nearly dropped to the floor. They were stunned by what was happening, but in a way, it was slightly exciting because they knew that Mama Peters would not allow a nearly five-year-old to get the best of her. Pablo? We never say no to Daddy Peters or me. That's not even an option. Now I'm planning for you to sit at the table and color while I work with Pearson and Penelope. Daddy Peters is heading into the office. I want you to say, okay, would you like to try that again? Pablo looked directly at Mama Peters and repeated, no! If Pearson and Penelope were surprised before, now they were utterly flabbergasted. Pablo was in over his head, and he didn't even know it. All right, Pablo. Mama Peters wasn't about to back down. I told you I expected you never to say no to me, and you have disobeyed. So here's the deal. God has told children in Ephesians 6, 1 and 2 to obey their parents in the Lord, for this is right. You are to obey your mom by obeying Daddy Peters and me, but you have chosen not to obey. I can see that your comfort blanket is important to you, and so I'm taking it now. When you're ready to obey, you may have it back. And with that, and before Pablo could even register the surprising turn of events and offer any resistance, Mama Peters took the blanket 
and placed it high upon the top of the bookshelf behind her. Pablo stood up. He was infuriated, and he began to scream, I want my blanket! Give me my blanket! With all the racket, girly, the Peters's chocolate lab came bounding in from the other room. She began to bark. Adding to the cacophony. For a brief moment, Gurley's barking distracted Pablo, but that didn't last long. He was still infuriated that his blanket had been taken from him. Gurley quieted down, but Pablo didn't. Once again, Mama Peters reminded Pablo, you will not have your blanket until you are willing to come in and obey. In the meantime, you'll be able to find all of us in the kitchen doing our schoolwork. Mama Peters directed Pearson, Penelope, Patience, and Priscilla to go into the kitchen, and while they did, there was a slight bit of internal hesitation because they didn't want to miss the Pablo show. Even Gurley seemed hesitant to take off in the direction of the kitchen. Apparently, she wanted to watch the Pablo show, too. But Mama Peters, true to her word, began schoolwork with the children at the table. At first, Pablo's yells grew louder. But after a few minutes, presumably when he realized that nobody would pay any attention to him, he stopped screaming. And amazingly, only minutes after he had stopped yelling, and when Penelope was in the middle of a math page, Pablo sauntered into the kitchen. I'm ready to color. I was upset, but now I feel better. Pablo was under control, and his words were measured. Pearson and Penelope gaped at each other in surprise. They knew that Pablo was four, although his fifth birthday was in a month, but he spoke articulately for someone his age. Obviously, he was bright and extremely verbal. Their interest in Pablo grew. But Mama Peters just looked at him, and if she was pleased, her face didn't betray that. She remarked calmly, Well, good. Sit over here and take these crayons and these coloring sheets. Mama Peters steered Pablo to his chair and handed him the items. I want my blanket back, too, Pablo demanded tersely. And I will give you your blanket back, Pablo, but not until you ask me politely. It is disrespectful to make demands. It is not respectful to those in authority over you to tell them what you want. You need to ask. Would you like to ask me? May I please have my blanket back? Pablo thought for a moment, looked up, and quietly asked, May I please have it? I would appreciate it if you'd give me back my blanket. Of course you can. Mama Peters's tone was sweet and kind. She left the room and retrieved the blanket. She handed it to Pablo and gave him a hug. Pablo didn't hug Mama Peters back, but he didn't reject her hug either. Pearson and Penelope were amazed by the fact that Pablo, who only moments before had been screaming, had settled down and had answered Mama Peters courteously, and they were especially captivated by his seemingly sharp mind. But they couldn't appreciate the moment for long because Mama Peters reminded them to get back to work. The rest of the school day went smoothly until lunchtime. Mama Peters offered each of the children's plates with carrots, bell peppers, sandwiches, and crackers. Pablo began to dig in, but Mama Peters quickly stopped him. Pablo, please don't eat yet. We always pray before we eat. Pablo paid no mind to Mama Peters and went right along munching on his crackers. Penelope wondered if he had not learned anything. But in response, Mama Peters took Pablo's plate and placed it on the counter. Pablo, never one to disappoint, began throwing himself on the ground and shrieking, I'm hungry! Give me my food! Give it to me! 
You're so mean! Mama Peters answered calmly, I said we're praying and not to eat until we're done praying. And because you screamed at me, I'm taking your blanket back. It is inappropriate for you to speak to me like that. And before Pablo knew what was happening, Mama Peters again took Pablo's blanket and placed it high on the hutch. Pablo seemed shell-shocked, and he didn't seem to know how to respond. So he sat on the floor and simply cried. Even with all that going on, Mama Peters began to pray. Lord, we thank you for the food you've provided for us. We thank you that you never neglect us and you always meet our needs. You do this even though we're ungrateful and arrogant at times. Thank you for always being faithful, even when we are not. And Lord, we thank you for bringing Pablo into our lives. Thank you for his life and that he is made in your image. Help him to understand the gospel. Help all of these children to understand the gospel. We love you. Amen. And everyone, except Pablo, began to enjoy their lunch. He continued to sit on the floor, making noise. (coughs) Mama Peters gently addressed Pablo. Pablo? I want you to have your lunch, but I also want you to stop crying and sit at the table. To Penelope and Pearson's amazement, Pablo immediately got up from the floor and took his seat at the table. I would like to eat. May I have some lunch? Mama Peters handed Pablo his lunch, and after taking it from her hand, he asked, May I please have my blanket too? Penelope and Pearson stared in wonder. Mama Peters handed Pablo his blanket and hugged him, speaking softly. Pablo, when you sin against the Lord by disobeying, you need to repent of it. You need to be sorry for your sin, and you need to tell the Lord and tell me. Pablo answered, I don't know who the Lord is, though. And he wasn't being belligerent. He genuinely seemed interested. Would you like to know who the Lord is? Mama Peters asked him. I think I would. And so, Mama Peters began to explain to Pablo who Jesus is and that Jesus is God, and then shared with him from Romans 3.23, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then from Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The next verse she quoted to Pablo was from Romans 5.8, But God demonstrates his own love toward us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And she ended with Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Pearson and Penelope stared at Mama Peters and were quietly thankful for her. She was choking up with tears as she shared about Jesus, and they understood how much the Lord meant to Mama Peters and to them. Pablo didn't seem to really get it right then, but he certainly sat and listened intently. When Mama Peters finished, all Pablo said was okay and went right back to eating his crackers and his sandwich. But when it came to his carrots and his bell peppers, he turned to Mama Peters and expressed his dissatisfaction. I don't want these. I hate vegetables. Well, Pablo, in our house, you don't have a choice. Vegetables are really good for you, and we require that everyone eat what's put in front of them. And it's not appropriate to use the word hate. And Pablo, Though he glanced about him in a moment of hesitation, began munching on the carrots. He wasn't about to start another battle. After schooling was finished for the day, and Daddy Peters had arrived home from work, Pablo, Pearson, Penelope, Patience, and Priscilla took off for the family room to play with toys. 
Pablo, his eyes alighting on the magnetic tiles and many action figures, pulled the men over to himself and appeared to want to keep all of the toys for himself. Pearson walked over to the bin and picked out several minifigures, but Pablo was having none of it. Those are my toys! Leave them alone! Pearson wondered if he was hearing things, but he also thought it was hilarious. Pablo's toys? Pablo thought these were his toys? How crazy! Pablo, these aren't your toys, and we're all playing, so you're just going to have to get used to it. Pearson didn't mince his words. No! Give me my toys! I had them first! By that time, Pablo was shrieking, and his voice caught the attention of Mama and Daddy Peters, who rushed into the room. All right, what's going on here? Daddy Peters was patient but firm. Pablo wants all the toys to himself. Pearson sounded frustrated. Pablo, is that true? I want to play a game, and he won't let me. Why does he have to be part of my game? Daddy Peters bent down to Pablo's level. Pablo, do not scream. The toys belong to everyone, and our rule is that you play kindly with each other or you don't get to play. Are you willing to share with everyone? When Pablo yelled out, No! Daddy Peter scooped him up and sat him on his lap, where he squirmed and kicked and made every attempt to wriggle free. Pablo, I'm going to hold you until you calm down. It isn't acceptable to keep all of the toys for yourself. Everyone wants to play with them, so you must agree to share if you're going to play. The Bible says that we're to share every good thing that we have with one another. So, Pablo, are you ready to calm down and share? Pablo had begun to settle down. Through tears and sniffling, <laughs> he responded, I have no idea how to do all the things you guys want me to do. He melted into sobs. <laughs> in Daddy Peters' arms, and Daddy Peters embraced Pablo, sympathetic to this young boy who they had welcomed into their family life. Mama Peters had left the family room to check on dinner, and Daddy Peters began his response to Pablo's statement. Pablo, Mama Peters told me that she shared with you about Jesus. And the truth is, you can't do everything we ask of you without the Lord. As Pablo sat on Daddy Peters' lap, Daddy Peter shared with him about how Jesus could help him, and this time, Pablo seemed to begin to comprehend what he was hearing. Pablo, we love you, and we want you to know the peace that only Jesus can give, so that when you're told to do something you don't want to do, you don't respond with anger, and you don't throw a fit. Do you hear the song Mama Peters is singing in the kitchen, Pablo? They both stop for a second or two and listen to Mama Peters singing. Peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father. When Daddy Peters continued, he said, Pablo, you can have that kind of peace when you know Jesus, and you get that peace by repenting and following him by faith. Pablo looked thoughtful. I want to confess my sins and repent, he blurted out softly. And in a flash, Daddy Peters prayed with Pablo. And Pablo prayed for the first time in his young life that the Lord would save him. Pearson and Penelope and Mama Peters, who had returned to the family room, stared in wonder as Pablo prayed. Afterward, Daddy Peters announced, The Bible says that when a person repents of his sins and believes in Christ, the angels rejoice. And tonight they're rejoicing. And since they're rejoicing, I think we should have our own celebration. 
So, Pablo, do you like pizza and ice cream? Pablo, who for the first time since he'd arrived at the Peters home looked serene, shouted out, I sure do. And so it was that Mama Peters went back into the kitchen, turned off the dinner, put it away in the refrigerator for the next day, and pepperoni and sausage pizza and hot fudge sundaes were the order of the evening. And since everyone is a sinner, Pablo wasn't perfect the rest of his time at the Peters house, but he certainly listened to correction. And that's exactly what Daddy Peters always said made a Christian different, that it was their willingness to be humble and teachable and to obey the Lord. And Pablo certainly manifested that, and the Peters family was there to witness it. The rest of the week flew by, and on Sunday evening, Pablo's mom, Maria, who was carrying Pablo's new baby sister, and the clinic director, Mrs. Kusick, arrived at the Peters' home to pick up Pablo. Hey, Mom! Pablo yelled out. Hi, Pablo! I'm so glad to see you! Would you like to meet your little sister? She pulled the baby up out of the car seat and showed her to Pablo. What's her name? Pablo asked as he stared awestruck at his new baby sister. Actually, I, I can't decide. You have any idea what we should name her? Pablo had inserted his finger into his baby sister's hand and she had curled her fingers around his. Pablo didn't have to consider a name for very long. I think we should name her Peace. Peace? I love that, Pablo, Maria responded. But why that? Because I have peace in my heart now, Mom. Pablo began to explain what he had learned about Jesus. Maria was astounded as Daddy and Mama Peters expounded further on all that had happened since she had left. Mama Peters invited Maria, Pablo, and Baby Peace to church the following Sunday. Though Maria still seemed dazed by Pablo's new behavior, she agreed to go to church with them. They spoke for a few more minutes, exchanged hugs, and Mrs. Kusick walked out the front door with Maria, Pablo, and Peace following. However, the Pablo that left the Peters' home was far different than the Pablo that had entered their home only days before. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Pablo was a new creation in Christ. This is Grandmom's Corner. As I listened to this week's story, I thought about how kids can bring shame to not only their parents, but to the Lord by their behavior. When I was a kid, I was pretty mischievous, and I often embarrassed my mom by the way I acted. I remember an incident in which we had a babysitter, the teenager from next door, and her name was Kitty. We didn't often have babysitters, but I can recall how I acted when Kitty babysat us. I walked all over the furniture, and even as I record this, I can see it in my mind's eye as I walked on the arm of the couch like it was my own personal balance beam. When Kitty told me to get down, I refused. I knew better, but I was showing off, I guess. It was so silly, especially now that I look back on it. But at the time, I didn't care. When my parents came home, they, of course, asked how things had gone. They got an earful from the babysitter. She reported my shameful conduct. My mom was sad and embarrassed over my exploits. I probably received some sort of discipline, although I don't really remember what happened, except that I'd made my mom feel bad. I loved my mom, and I didn't want to hurt her. Though what I did seemed small, as we've said here before on Grandmom's Corner, 
When we disobey our parents or those in authority over us, we are ultimately disobeying God. And every time we sin, it is against God. Proverbs 22.1 says, A good name is to be desired more than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. I alone was responsible for my behavior, for my foolishness in walking all over the furniture. But it also brought embarrassment to my family name. Now don't get me wrong. I apologized for my wrongdoing and truly repented. And though my mom was initially embarrassed, it wasn't life-changing. But our reputation, that is, how others think of us, can be damaged by our behavior. We who know the Lord are to bring glory to Christ's name with our behavior. If you behave poorly on a continuum, it is likely that others outside your family know about it too. Like someone might not recommend you for a job if you've stolen from them or if you can't be trusted. They may have heard you sassing your parents or someone else in authority, like Pablo did to Daddy and Mama Peters, and thought, I don't want to babysit a kid like them. They probably won't obey, and they may smart off to me. As I've mentioned before, my husband is a chemistry teacher. Over the years, there have been times when in grading a test, my husband will realize that a student has cheated. That student has damaged the reputation because it may be reported to the front office. Or the next time my husband checks their tests, he's going to be wary and check that student's test much more carefully. Or your friend's mom may not want them to play with you, thinking that you might be a bad influence. The way we act has ramifications. It has consequences. So see how important it is to behave properly and obey God's word? Think about that this week. And when you're tempted to whine and carry on, ask the Lord to help you obey, be truthful, and be a help to others. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.